when the replay official did not stop I, the game. I'm not going to comment on that. I'll get fined for the rest of my life if I get commented on that. We had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be illegal. Coach Harris, they don't talk. Is that something you just ignore? Yeah. Yeah, you, you ignore because one week you're getting fired, and the next week you're going to take another job. And I'm worried about the darn SEC West Championship. And so, yes, to answer your question, our purpose is to win. Make no mistake about it. But it's to win the right way. And our goal, our stated goal, is going to be to win the Sun Belt. Uh, sorry, to win the SEC East. That's iron sharpening iron. That's the way this thing's got to work, man. We got to know and understand that it's got to be about competition. Talk about the reception you received from the fan, fan base. Did you ever think you'd be kissing and hugging babies at the tarmac when you got the point? Um, a lot better than another tarmac experience that I had. <laughs> I didn't think of it. It was like, like an anniversary or something like that. We're coming. We're coming. And we ain't backing down. Welcome in to the latest edition of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols <laughs> on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Mm, don't make me hold on this beer too long, Mike. <laughs> How are you? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Doing good, Shane. When the listeners listen to this episode, it's uh, somewhat of a holiday here for us SEC football degenerates because it's the first day of the early signing period, Shane. Yes, sir. And I'm just hoping everyone out there, you know, you're working a job that uh, you can not pay attention to it. Just focus on your computer. (laughs) See who's coming in, who's signing, who's flipping, who's decommitting. Man, this is uh, one of the best days of the college football calendar off the field and, uh, you know, it's – I can't wait. There's always something that goes down. There's always going to be some surprises. This signing day is not going to be any different. But uh, what's your favorite part, Shane, of early oh. signing day, national signing day, whatever you want to call it? Getting the one you didn't know you had, you know. It hasn't happened, you know, as often with my university, but I have seen some just flipped right there at the end. You thought they were going somewhere else. And then they George Pickens you, you know what I'm saying? But there's the hat tossing, there's uh, the parents running the kid down with the letter, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just the drama. It's a fun-filled day. It's just something always going on, and uh, I love it, man. It's almost like a holiday just watching these early – because this is – you're – Thinking about the future, man. And, you know, your team may be down, but you land some, a couple of these kids, and who knows, you may find the diamond in the rough that can help change your program, you know? Yeah, and for people, you know, obviously I think if you're listening to this podcast, you understand the importance of it, but maybe you're on the fence. Maybe you're not a big recruiting guy. You know, one guy, Shane, I think is overlooking this time last year, one year ago, Shane, Henry Toa Toa. Everybody's oh, yeah. saying Alabama. Washington, Tennessee is going back and forth. Tennessee on the outside looking in. For whatever reason, kid wakes up. You know, I guess it just felt like Tennessee was the spot. Developed into a freshman All-American immediately for Jeremy Pruitt's defense. So there's no doubt there's going to be kids on Wednesday here that make the same decision that develop into the same type of prospect. So, But that's the great part about it. We just don't know who it's going to be this year, 
what's going to go down. I'm hoping for some – I always like it when they someone commits to, like, Georgia and they bring – a puppy out of a bag or something like that. Like <laughs> I just looked the crazier. I mean, I, I can only imagine what Lane Kiffin is asking these kids to do when they, I mean, surely no one's going to pull out a shark, but I mean, that'd be awesome. You know, if, get, get, a, get some of that uh, lane train momentum going. Yeah. You better poke some holes in that box. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shed, you ready to talk some recruiting? Oh man. Yeah. Let's do it, buddy. This is not a four-year decision. This is a 40-year decision. Come to the University of South Carolina and you'll be successful the next 40 years. Recruiting and retaining is our top priority. We're coming. We're coming fast. We're coming at you. The jet's fueled up and we're ready to go. He was my guy from the get-go. I watched all of them across the country. I, I truly believe Zach is as good of a quarterback as there is in the United States. I really, his arm talent is to be able to run and create plays and make guys around him like an old-school quarterback. And it's just, he can do everything. We have more players in the league than anybody else. We play in the greatest stadium. We play in the greatest conference. And we're the LSU Tigers. If you love the purple and gold, you'll come play for us. All right, Shane. So I thought the best way to kind of do this, uh, we'll get down to kind of some of the more scheduled commitments first, but just wanted to do a roundup of uh, some of the more recent recruiting victories in the SEC, kind of uh, some of these maybe a little bit more important than the others, but I just want to hit on them. And uh, let's start here. I'm just kind of going in random order here, Shane, but Kentucky landed a couple of kids here on Tuesday. Uh, one of the top junior college offensive linemen, Jeremy Flax, from Independence Community College of Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, Last Chance U fame, he committed. So Mark Stoops and company got a good one there. And then they, Kentucky also added defensive lineman R.J. Adams, who is an Under Armour All-American. And can, like I said, Kentucky, man, they're doing a lot of good work there in the line of scrimmage. They got a couple of guys we'll, we'll hit on here in a little bit, but – they have an opportunity, Shane, to really, you know, smash it out of the ballpark with some of these offensive and defensive linemen. And if you're Kentucky, that's kind of what you want. You're a program that develops your guys and builds them up. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be more impressed with what Mark Stoops is doing. He's doing kind of like we're saying, developing these kids into All-Americans, getting these, winning these recruiting battles. This is how yeah. they sustain it there in Lexington. Absolutely. And it's just a track record, man, something we've talked about. When you've got proof that these guys are not only playing at high standards at your university, but they're also playing on Sundays, mm-hmm. then that's that's what you're doing. You're creating a new uh, a new style of Kentucky football. And I like I, I really I think I think whatever you know, Mark's got a fantastic contract, but you know they've got to do whatever they can to keep that kid because uh, I'm telling you, coaches got it figured out up there, and and they're they're on the brink of some good stuff. Well, speaking of being on the brink, Shane, Texas A&M also won a couple of recruiting battles here. On Tuesday, four-star junior college defensive back Brian George commits to the Aggies over Auburn. So it's you know it's always good when you win a recruiting battle, but it's particularly important when you beat out a division rival. And then they also landed Antonio Doyle this week, a linebacker from St. Louis, a four-star 
So the Aggies continue to recruit really well under Jimbo Fisher. I know this season didn't go as well as they expected, but the Aggies currently sitting with, I believe, the number five class in the nation still have you know, time to add, I think, a player or two here down the finish. But they're on a hell of a run here. I think the, the future is certainly bright there. Big news for the Bulldogs, Shane. Two four-stars here on the offensive line. Tate Ratledge, Chad Lindbergh, both. They're already committed to Georgia, but you know these are two of the kids. You just don't know if they're really going to stick with it when Sam Pittman left. Uh, Tate Ratledge says he's signing on Wednesday. So Chad Lindbergh, right before we hopped on, said the same. I know he was giving Arkansas a look now with uh, Sam Pittman there. So if Georgia can yeah. hold on to those kids, Matt Luke, I think he's already making an impression with them. You got to like that. Uh, speaking of new hires here, Shane, Cade Renfro is going to be the first quarterback committed to Ole Miss in the Lane Kiffin era. So he's always going to be known as that. And they landed him over Florida State. So that's a hell of a pickup there. He looks like a Lane Kiffin kid, don't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see this one. Hey, uh, going back real quick. First off, congrats on Texas A&M. Anytime, I, I, I see them in Texas going back and forth, talking about 24-7. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love seeing uh, I love seeing them get uh, beat. And also on the um, on the Georgia thing uh, with Tate, have have you heard rumblings that he may not sign tomorrow? That he may give up on the early signing day? Have you heard that, or is that just wishful thinking for the Volunteer fans? I think that's wishful thinking because, honestly, this kid is not one to do a lot of like interviews, a lot of social media. But yeah. since his official visit over the weekend to Athens, he's really been pumping up, you know, I'm signing on Wednesday, I'm committed to the class and all this. So unless that dad is, you know, him and his dad are pulling another sticker prank here, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, they're firmly committed to the Bulldogs here. And I think that window is kind of closed. The only chance – you know, if he doesn't sign, and, and keep in mind, everything I'm saying, that's kind of the beauty of recruiting. I mean, it could change in a damn moment. So yeah, basically everything I'm saying here, <laughs> by the time you hear it could have changed. I, I really worked hard to make sure all this uh, information is up to date. But, yeah, that's that's the crazy part of recruiting. I mean, it can change on a dime. Who knows? This is the final night. A lot of these kids are going to sleep on their decision. Maybe they wake up and they their heart has changed, what have you. But that's something to consider. And then here, oh, one other big commitment here for Georgia, Shane. I forgot to mention this one here on Tuesday as well. Four-star defensive back Major Burns commits to the Bulldogs. That's a nice pickup. And this is a kid from Baton Rouge who he was previously committed to LSU. He's also been committed to Texas A&M. So, I mean, by Wednesday, hell, he may – pick another team and he'll have damn half the sec on his list here but he's burning them all Mike. <laughs> and then the final rundown here of uh, recent commitments this was uh, an interesting one shane a little bit of good news bad news for tennessee four-star defensive back mordecai mcdaniel flipped his commitment from tennessee to florida and obviously it's never good to lose a commit but you know you don't want to lose someone to a division rival Mordecai McDaniel is uh, one of the fastest players uh, in the Maryland, D.C. area, so uh, that's a good get for the Gators. But then I think Tennessee kind of anticipated this one, Shane, because they had a uh, defensive back on their campus over the weekend named Slaughter. Mm. 
De, I'm trying to say his first name. Denit. You don't need. You don't have to, Mark. I mean, <laughs> let's just call him Sergeant Slaughter. Remember that guy? So he committed to Tennessee over the weekend, and uh, I watched his film. And hell, he looks like a hell of a player too. So I think Tennessee kind of saw that McDaniel flip coming, picked them up, Sergeant Slaughter, and I think they're. You know, you never lose. Like I said, you're never happy to lose a kid, but I think they're going to be all right with old uh, Slaughter. Golly, with a name like that, Mike, they should be, you know? Like, we, but Nigel Warrior's replacement. I mean, you know, we just reload on names. So uh, this is a good get, I think. I think and I think it was kind of funny how, how it kind of all happened at the same time. So I don't know if it was anticipation that he was going to go to Florida or that – I hate to use the word pro- processed out I, because that's not the case. I think if you're going to Florida, then – I, I think this is the kids choosing mm-hmm. which school to go to. So, but I just, I just thought it was kind of funny how just how everything happened like within a twenty-four hour window there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that uh, kind of leads you to believe they kind of knew it was coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Shane. So that's all the commitment news here recently that I've got lined up. But uh, we have got a ton of scheduled commitments here. And I'm just going to stick to guys that are committing on Wednesday. I think that's the best way to do it. And I'm just going to go in order of the times they are scheduled to make their announcements. And like I said, all this is subject to change, but I put in a lot of time to make sure these times are right and everything. So I'm kind of going to go over the entire SEC here. But the first guy, Shane, and you better make sure you're up early big buddy because uh oh, i'm there tennessee buddy. they're basically going to be done by noon so you got to make sure if you're a tennessee fan that you're up early and it starts with a four-star linebacker slash running back leneth whitehead from athens georgia shane he's going to be making his pick between tennessee south carolina 7 30 in the morning uh, but this is an interesting player that uh, could lie on either side of the ball and if you're a program like Tennessee, South Carolina, I think you could use help at linebacker and running back. So, you know, if you get a versatile player like this, uh, it's a huge win because you just you never know where you're going to need him. And hell, he may even be the next you know great two way player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like that. And he's in Athens, man. That's crazy. So Georgia's didn't even need him. You know, <laughs> just an outcast there. But sometimes it's I don't know for whatever it is, you know, what whatever reason there is. Uh, it seems like a lot of these kids that, you know, I don't want to say he just got totally overlooked by Georgia, but it, you know, how many times have you seen a player like Randall Cobb that's in the background of yeah. Tennessee, and he go, he has he has to go to Kentucky, and he just has a you know it seems like that motivates him. Uh, look look yeah. at a guy like uh, Benny Snell. Benny I mean, right. Benny Snell's a good one. Ralph Webb was where I was going to go. He's from Gainesville, Florida. Shane went up to Vanderbilt, became Vanderbilt's all-time leading rusher. So. I mean, there's yeah. time and time again. I mean, sometimes you want a guy that uh, is maybe got burned a little bit by the home state team, and it just motivates them to be better. Yeah, I like that. I like the way you think. How about at 8 o'clock, Shane? Four-star tight end Jeremiah Pews from Oxford, Mississippi. And this would be a splash here if Lane Kiffin could get him. I don't think the Rebels are favored, though. It's Auburn, Alabama, so it's kind of an Iron Bowl matchup here with a dark horse there, Ole Miss. But uh, – I think Ole Miss fans, if they get this kid, they're going to be ecstatic. And I'm sure Lane Kiffin met with him a couple times to kind of show him what his offense is all about. So that's one to watch out for. 
We got uh, three-star defensive lineman Reginald Perry. He's down in Alabama, Shane. He's going to be picking between Tennessee and Georgia Tech at 8 a.m. Hmm. And here's one to watch here. This is uh, could be one of the more interesting ones for Tennessee fans. This guy kind of came on the scene a little bit late, but three-star quarterback, he's like slash athlete type, Jimmy Holiday from Mississippi, who from all indications from what I've been hearing, he's down there right now. Uh, they have an annual Mississippi versus Alabama high school all-star game. And apparently this kid is tearing it up, Shane. So mm. he's going to be making his announcement at 9 a.m. He is actually a TCU commit, but Tennessee okay. is really after this kid. And there's an outstanding chance Tennessee flips him. And we all know that uh, Tennessee could use, you know, if that's one thing that the Vols are kind of missing right now is that athletic you know, they've been having to use, like, Juwan Jennings. And uh, when they go Wildcat, they're having to bring in another position. So I think if Tennessee could get a guy like this that plays quarterback, and I'm not saying obviously not going to probably come in and start next season, but if he can – they're probably crafting a role for him already to where true freshman can kind of make his impact maybe at multiple positions. This could be a sneaky pickup here for the Vols. I like that, man. You know, I'm kind of like a slash athlete if you think about it, Mike. You know, <laughs> no, but when when I'm re- reading up on this kid, he does remind you a lot of Jawan Jennings. You know, he was a quarterback slash athlete, and mm-hmm. you you know, you seen what what he was able to do, and they even gave him opportunities to throw the ball and play wildcat, and uh, so I, I like that. I, I think yeah, that'd be a good get if we could get that. Yeah, and how many times we talk about, uh, you know, local kids maybe not getting enough respect, but for whatever reason, it just seems like a lot of these quarterbacks, and it's not always the more athletic ones, but, you know, like Lamar Jackson from the state of Florida, mm-hmm. I believe, he had to go to Louisville. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, wasn't even damn recruited by any of the schools that he wanted to go to. It's it's often seems like, I understand everybody wants a five-star quarterback, but it certainly seems like sometimes these high-end three stars that get kind of dismissed until late in the process, they got that little fire to them. And uh, I think sometimes that you're better mm-hmm. off because you there's not going to be any expectations for a kid like this. You know what I mean? So he's going to have a Dude. chance to develop for two or three years before he potentially does start. Whereas if you're talking on the flip side, someone like Jacob Eason, where all the weight of the world is on him. And if, he, if he's not awesome immediately, everyone thinks he sucks. Dude, how many times do you look back, you know, two, three years later? And I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one that does this and gets on 24 7 and say, what were they ranked coming in? You know, right. I mean, if you think about it, Garantana was the f- top ranked uh, dual threat quarterback, you know, coming out. And, and then like over uh, Jalen Hurts, the guy that just, you know, was competing for the Heisman Trophy. You just never know when you're looking at them which one's going to pop, which one's going to develop, and which one's going to be the, the star athlete. So uh, it may be this three-star. It may be a, a four-star that's coming in that's maybe not as, as highly ranked as some of these other guys, you know. So that's that's another thing about National Signing Day. You know, sometimes you, you're you going to land one, man, and you're going to look back two years from now and say, dude, I can't believe he was only a three-star athlete. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, moving on, four-star defensive lineman Josiah Hayes from Mississippi, and he is down to Ole Miss, Kentucky, also a 9 a.m. selection here. So that's one to watch where, again, Kiffin can make some big noise. Kentucky can make 
I mean, hell, they may have one of the best defensive line classes here in the nation if they pick up all these guys. <laughs> so that's going to be a nice SEC battle to watch. A three-star defensive back, Donovan Johnson from New Orleans. He is a Virginia commit, but this is one that Sam Pittman and crew have been on since they got onto the scene. I believe he spent last weekend in Fayetteville. They're really in his ear, and if you obviously – Fayetteville, closer to home than Virginia, that's all the way out there, 9.30 a.m. I think if I'm a Razorback fan and we pick up this kid, uh, we're already starting to feel good about uh, what Pittman and company can do on short notice. Uh, Sticking with the Razorbacks here, also at 9.30 a.m., three-star linebacker Keelan Burrell from Louisiana. That's another one to watch where I don't think they were in on this kid for very long uh, now that uh, Sam Pittman and company are down there, he's, he's seriously considering the Razorbacks. So Razorbacks could be getting some good news early. Hey, can I ask you something on the Razorbacks? Just kind of a little bit off the path. Have, do you know anything about this Rhodes coach that they picked up uh, over there at uh, Hutchison? Uh, honestly, no. But uh, I do know okay. Hutchison is annually one of the you know contenders there for National JUCO school of the year, what have you, and they're always churning out elite junior college players. So uh, that could be another hell of a pickup here on Sam Pittman. And Well, I mean, the guys – I mean, I was just looking at it, and this may be just – I don't know, I'm just wishful thinking, but uh, I, I was curious when they brought him over, the head coach, I was like, I wonder how many, you know, athletes they got. At, I mean, they've got nine mm-hmm. that are registered on 24-7, you know, right. four – of the top 10 JUCO athletes play on that team. So uh, I, th- I think that's a pretty good move there. You got a head coaching experience bringing that in. And uh, who knows, they may still a few of these JUCO guys tomorrow or the next day. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, now here at uh, – this is going to be at 10 a.m. And this is where we start getting into the ESPN coverage. We're going to get some live announcements. We're going to hopefully get some live animals, probably going to get some hat tosses and what have you. (laughs) But this is going to be a big one, Shane. Four-star offensive lineman Marcus Dumerville from Fort Lauderdale. And among his finalists here, Shane, LSU and Florida. Obviously, this kid is an offensive tackle too, which makes him all the more important. 10 a.m. on ESPN. LSU-Florida, heated rivalry. That's just going to continue there with Dumerville's selection. And then sticking here with another ESPN pick, Shane, four-star running back from Dallas, E.J. Smith, the son of Hall of Famer Emmett Smith. He is going to be picking around 10.45 a.m. on ESPN. Down to Texas A&M and Florida are two of his finalists there, two SEC finalists. So uh, it's going to be kind of interesting. Obviously, Emmett Smith went to Florida, but mm-hmm. you know the, all the family ties now are in the state of Texas. Uh, Dallas, what have you. So Jimbo Fisher, I think they certainly would love to get this kid. It's going to be an interesting to see where he goes. And here's another huge one, Shane. Four-star linebacker Philip Webb, who is also announcing on ESPN. He's from the state of Georgia, but this looks like an LSU, Alabama, and Florida battle. And he's going to be announcing around 11 a.m. This is uh, one of the fastest rising prospects in the nation, an outside linebacker type pass rusher so uh, one of these sec contenders is going to get a hell of a player in web mm-hmm. and then ha- now here's where we we get really interesting shane because i love these guys that are already committed somewhere but they they may go to the rival school <laughs> you're hearing the little whispers you know <laughs> four-star receiver Kayshawn 
Batui, I think is how you say that. He's a he's from Louisiana. He's an LSU commit, top 50 prospect, but a lot of speculation. He's going to jump ship to Alabama. So, Coach O, man, you know, they're on the playoff hmm. circuit, what have you, Heisman circuit. Old Nick Saban flying down into Louisiana. Uh, that's the last name you want to see in your state. If you're from Louisiana, you're an LSU fan. So that's right. we'll see if uh, Saban can pull one out of the hat here. And then here's one you've been... You think, you know, I've been seeing a lot of them LSU fans down there at the tarmac. You think you think maybe they can stall <laughs> the Alabama plane there if uh, they see him uh, at Papa Landon? <laughs> I've always wondered about that, like... If you know if you're a big fan, you're working at these airports and what have you. Like, are you out there like, you know, letting the air out of the tires? I mean, yeah. you got to be doing everything you can to just muck up the process. You know what? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Shane. So here's one on your radar: four-star defensive lineman Tyler Barron of Knoxville. It looks like he's down to Tennessee and Kentucky. Again, this is another one where Kentucky looking to get an elite lineman. He's going to make his announcement at noon. And this has been a weird recruitment. His father's actually on staff at Tennessee. They've been recruiting this kid since Jeremy Pruitt got on staff. <laughs> they they still haven't got his official commitment. So it's going to be tough. That'll be a bad look for Tennessee if they don't get him. I think the Vols are certainly the favorite there. But like I said, man, yeah, you just but- never know with this damn recruiting. Absolutely. And you go from, you know, having guys in your, like T. Higgins in your backyard and, mm-hmm. you know, we need to get away from that. We we, we really need to lo- lock down the locals for sure. All right, Shane, how about this four-star linebacker Desmond Tisdall from Georgia? Looks like he's down to, I think Auburn's a heavy favorite, but Tennessee and Florida, he also announced among his finalists. He's going to be announcing at noon, so that's one to watch. Uh, here's another one, Shane, where three-star defensive lineman Dallas Walker, he's committed to Texas A&M, but he just announced down to – a&M and Auburn, so another division rivalry there that he's announcing at noon. Here's another ESPN one, a big one. Four-star receiver Arian Smith. He's a top 50 prospect nationally from Lakeland, Florida, down to Georgia, Florida, Alabama. He's going to announce on around noon on ESPN, so that's going to be one to watch. Three-star athlete Jaheim Bell from Georgia. Look for him to pick. South Carolina around noon, I think that's the heavy favorite. And then the biggest one of the day, Shane, five-star defensive end, Jordan Birch of Columbia, South Carolina. And this is one of those ones, Shane, where like it does it, it it depends on what you know recruiting analyst you believe, what have you. He's going to Georgia, he's going to Clemson, he's going to LSU, yeah. he's going to South Carolina, he's going to Alabama. So no one seems to know where this kid is going to make his pick. It's going to be at 1.30 p.m. on ESPN. I've heard that the family kind of feels the most comfortable with Will Muschamp. Now, does that mean South Carolina gets him? I don't know. There's a lot of buzz they do. He spent the final weekend there leading up to this period last weekend at Georgia and I know Clemson was trying to get him there, and they, they couldn't get him there. I also know that LSU, you know, they've been kind of clearing up space, <laughs> clearing up space for some of these kids, Shane. And I, I don't care as long as Nick Saban's at Alabama, I never discount them for any elite prospect. So, I mean, you could almost make a case for any one of these schools for Jordan Birch to pick. Uh, that is going to be a big one. Remember, again, at 1.30 Eastern on ESPN, five-star Jordan Birch making his announcement. Uh, that's going to be the big one of Wednesday. 
And out of Columbia, South Carolina, it'd be hard to let that one go, man. You know, they got to be over there right now. You know, he's probably just like, hey, come on over to the lake house. You know, if you ain't doing nothing later, we'll get these jet skis out before it gets too cold out. <laughs> Three-star offensive lineman Ray Curry, Shane, from Memphis. Now, this is going to be an interesting one. He's a Missouri commit. Of course, he committed under the previous staff, and he's going to be down to Missouri and Arkansas. And Arkansas hired the Missouri offensive line coach, is now the Arkansas offensive line coach. He obviously committed to that assistant. So Arkansas, Sam Pittman and company got another opportunity to make a splash here and hurt uh, you know, their cross-division rival. Uh, that's going to be at 130 as well. Now, he's committed, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you said to Missouri? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, boy, that's a slippery slope there, huh? But is the assistant he committed to now works at Arkansas. So. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another one, Shane. Tennessee-Kentucky battle. Three-star defensive lineman Octavius Oxidine from the state of Kentucky. And I believe he was uh, – he took his – official trip to Kentucky the weekend Tennessee went up there and beat him on the bluegrass so I don't mm-hmm. know how much that plays into a decision but he's making his pick at 245 so that's one to be on the radar uh, here's another big one Shane four-star linebacker Morvin Joseph from Lakeland this kid's been committed to Florida he's been committed to Florida State damn near committed to Tennessee. Those are his three finalists. So is he finally going to pick Tennessee? I don't know. We'll find out at 3 o'clock. He's also got Florida State and Florida among his finalists. I think any school would be uh, lucky to have this kid. He's an outside linebacker, pass rusher type. Tennessee desperately needs that, but you never know. It's it's tough to beat the Florida schools for a Florida kid. Yeah. Four-star linebacker Donnell Harris from Miami. This is another one, Shane. He's committed to Texas A&M. But he's making a final decision between Florida and Texas A&M. And that's going to be at 4 o'clock. Four-star safety Eric Reed from Louisiana. He was previously committed to Ole Miss. He was their top-ranked commit. But when they let go of Matt Luke, he opened it back up. Now it looks like it's down to Georgia, Auburn, and potentially Ole Miss. He's going to be making a decision at 4. And then last one I got here, Shane, four-star defensive back Joel Williams. I don't, I'm not sure when he's making his commitment, but this is a Baton Rouge kid. Kentucky, Alabama, LSU, Florida, all among his finalists here. Uh, that's going to be another one where it sounds like Kentucky, so far as winning his recruitment, that could be another big pull there for Mark Stoops and company. Hey, going back real quick, Eric Reed Jr., is that Eric Reed's boy? I mean, I mean, obviously it would be somebody, some Eric Reed, but is it the <laughs> Eric Reed? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then how? Oh wait, I think he spells his name different. It's R E I D. Okay. All right. I think he's still playing. He's, you know, he got started real young. So, all right. Never mind. Sorry about that. That's uh, the full schedule that I've got there for you know key commitments that are scheduled to be on the lookout for. But there's other things. A lot of interesting nuggets here, Shane, for fans to be paying attention to and uh, potential flip candidates. And I'm talking, I know you'll appreciate this one, Shane, four-star defense alignment Jay Hardy from Chattanooga. Broke a lot of Tennessee hearts when he committed to Auburn a little while ago. We'll have to wait and see if he signs his letter of intent to Auburn. If not, I think there's a chance Tennessee gets him. So it's always 
it's what we, it's fascinating to me when you got you got these elite prospects that are committed but don't sign because that tells me they're not really committed, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's one to watch. Another one who here on Monday evening it was late Monday five star LSU receiver commit Rakeem Jarrett, I believe he's the number one receiver prospect in the nation. Announced he is, he says he's not signing with LSU on Wednesday. And I don't know what in the hell he's waiting for because he's <laughs> been committed for <laughs> since I think the summer. And uh, if that's one that does not get signed, look for it. Everybody in the nation to take that as a sign as he's not committed. So I don't know. That's going to be a that could be a huge flip potential candidate too. Now I've heard there, there's a few that are signing, but they're not going to announce. Is that right? Yeah. So that's always a tricky one. I was going to. Here's one that's uh, potentially. I mean, you just can't really believe everything you hear in recruiting, but five-star tight end Darnell Washington. Now he says he's not signing. Like I said, that could change. I know he's got – he's hoping to – I think what the plan was was to sign, not say anything, and then during these All-American games, I I think it's on January 2nd, January 1st, something like that, announce his commitment. We'll we'll see if that actually happens. But Darnell Washington, that's a guy that Georgia – Tennessee, Alabama, out of the SEC, they've all hosted this kid several times. They're all, yeah, you never know if they're feeling good or not. But I mean, this kid's been out of Tennessee half a dozen times. Georgia about the same. Everybody yeah. wants him. I think he's a number. I think he's number two tight end right now. But elite five star. We're talking like a six seven, two hundred fifty pound kid here. Who, I mean, he's he could be a man child out there on the field. That's one of those <laughs> ones that. Uh, could sign, and we may not know it. And I got a couple more like that, Shane. Five-star running back from Texas, Zach Evans. This kid's recruitment's been all over the map. A&M, LSU, Georgia, and Alabama, those are all contenders for him. And like also, like I said, I mean, at any time, these kids could say, yeah, I'm not signing until February, and then 7 a.m. Wednesday, they're signing their thing. So you just <laughs> never know. Uh, two more that are kind of like that four-star cornerback Dante Manning, Georgia, Texas A&M. Those are some of his options. And then five-star corner Kaylee Ringo, Georgia, Alabama, also among his finalists there. So there's quite a few of the elite prospects that may or may not sign, may or may not announce. Wait till the uh, All-American games here coming up at the first of January. But man, there's going to be a lot of intrigue and. You know, if I can really predict all the interesting stuff, it wouldn't be as interesting. So I don't even try to predict a lot of this stuff. But, I I mean, I just can't wait for it. And, you know, you just know we're going to get some crazy stuff here. Absolutely. Let me ask you, going into this day, I mean, we're just, we're just spitballing here, Mike. Like you said, we have no idea what's going to happen. But is there a team you're looking at that could be really disappointed? I mean, could you see one of these teams? I mean, you see them every now and then. They go in with extremely high expectations. Tennessee's been there a few times. Mm-hmm. They're the the I called it shortlist. You, you know what I'm saying? They're on the shortlist. A lot of these great athletes, but they keep falling short. Do you see? Uh, could you see that? Is there any teams that you're a little worried about going into this day that you know you've got maybe your your expectations are a little too high going in? Yeah, I got a couple candidates, and I think the obvious ones are the schools with the new hires. Particularly, I'm looking at Ole Miss and maybe Arkansas. 
because, you know, kind of talking up with these new staffs, it sounds like they've been getting in on a lot of these kids. They're, they're visiting them and getting them to get to come to campus and everything. And there's massive potential for Ole Miss, Arkansas, Missouri to kind of, you know, maybe they're really wowing these kids with these new staffs and this new, mm-hmm. you know, maybe these kids were already leaning to these schools. and But now, obviously, with the unsettled coaching positions, they come in there and, and now that they know they're on firm ground, maybe that reaffirms their commitment. Maybe some of these in-state kids from Mississippi that were going elsewhere, maybe they don't want to play for Matt Luke or Joe Moorhead. And now you got Elaine Kiffin in there and say, well, hell, maybe I'll – I'd like to stay home and play for a guy like this. So those those could be boom or bust, but the one program that's really the one you really got to watch out of the SEC on Wednesday, in my opinion, is Georgia. Because they've already, I believe their class, as of this recording on Tuesday evening, I think they're number sixth in the nation, but they've only got like 15 kids signed. So they could sign, you know, eight, nine, ten more. And they could go all the way up to potentially one or two if they land some of these five-star kids they're going after. The five-stars, you just never know. They could strike out on all of them. And then they're sitting here with 16 commits and they're a top, you know, 30 class. So I'm certainly I'm certainly not – you know, the way Kirby Smart's recruiting, I don't expect any, any of that to happen. But – and now we're talking some of these linemen who – you know, maybe they do want some drama, and they're they're sending out tweets. You know, yeah, I'm signing with Georgia, and then here you go, they sign off to Tennessee. I mean, you just never know with this with this stuff. So that's, I think Georgia has the most potential to rise, and then at the same time, they're going after so many elite kids. You know, it's it's very hard to land these guys, particularly when you're going up against a Clemson, Alabama, LSU for all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very unlikely you're going to get them all, but. There have been years where Kirby Smart did just that, so maybe the Bulldog fans are expecting it. You miss out on one or two of those, and you're just—I think—you kind of felt feeling disappointment there if you're a Bulldog fan. Yeah. Oh man, it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Now tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, you're going to be all over this, Mike. Are you going to be tweeting out some links where we could jump on here and 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 watch some of these if they are live streaming? Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I should jump over to the Reddit page, and anytime I get uh, word on that, I can drop that into it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like so swamped on the news desk, so much going down. Yeah. It, it may be difficult, but I'll do my best to do that. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely be tweeting all this stuff out as it's happening, as it's going live, working up articles for it. So, I mean, this is really is one of the fastest moving days of the year. And it's great because it doesn't matter if you're at the top of the SEC or the bottom. I mean, these commitments affect your program, and it's all on the same day. It's It really is like the Super Bowl recruiting here. So, uh, I mean, these are great. The, the worst part, the only part that uh, I only find it mildly annoying, but, you know, when you got one of these commitments and they say, like, yeah, we're, I'm committing at 1 p.m., and then you're 25 minutes into it, and they're still – Thanking uh, everybody and their high school coach is talking about what an yeah. outstanding person they are and all this. And then it's just, you know why we're in here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't care about your high school coach, man. <laughs> or the video. You remember the one the vid- they couldn't get the video going? Yeah, they left oh, the wire felt- at home or something. They couldn't get the projector ah, going. <laughs> I felt bad for them. What time's this first one? That'll be. Because it's usually the early one. It kicks off. It's starting at 730 in the morning. 
all the oh, way up to 4 p.m. in the evening here on Wednesday. And then there's going to be more kids that, that hold out till Thursday and Friday. So there's we can kind of get to those later. But everyone I said on that we've kind of ran down here scheduled to, these are all Wednesday commitments. So, I mean, it's going to be a hectic day. Fandom is going to be won and lost. People are going to be mad and angry. And uh, yeah. oh man, it's it's glorious, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I just don't want to see a hat flung, you know, <laughs> because that really does crush your soul. Or they get up and it's you see that be- big beautiful tee, and then all of a sudden they rip the shirt up, and there's a Georgia <laughs> thing behind them, or you know, those those aren't fun. So uh, I, I, but again, it's exciting. It's one of those days. It's like I'm glad I have two monitors at work. <laughs> Because I can do work on one and I can keep an eye on it, what I really care about on the other. So, and if my boss is listening, I'm just kidding. I love to work. I won't be doing that. <laughs> all right, Shane. So I think that's all we got. And like I said, on uh, the next episode, Shane, I'll be breaking down, you know, biggest winners and losers from uh, the early signing period, uh, the the most impactful impact. <laughs> Impact freshmen for the coming season, uh, kind of the best hauls by position, best individual recruiters. So we'll have some interesting topics to discuss on the next one. Really kind of want to wait on those topics till we actually see who signed because I'd really hate to break down, you know, so-and-so player for your school that he pulls <laughs> a stunner here on Wednesday. And, and uh, I, I don't want to mess with you like that. So we're going to have a lot of uh, interesting recruiting topics here on the next episode. But, Absolutely. But I think that's uh, that's going to do it for this one, Shane, you, unless you got anything before we hop off here. Just one last thing, Mike. I don't know if you remember, but last November, mm-hmm. uh, the University of Tennessee went to Lexington and played Kentucky. Uh, it was a good game. Came down to a goal line stand. I think it was the six-yard line something like that. And they, I think they had like three or four opportunities to get in and just weren't able to do it. And if you remember, we made a bet with a few folks because we can't do the beer barrel, but we got the bourbon uh, bet. I don't know if that's what we're going to call it or not, but uh, three of, three of our, our uh, diehard UK fans stepped up and wagered a bottle of bourbon on the game. And I just want to let you know, I just received the third and final bottle. Uh, this one came all the way from Ollie. Ollie, was so freaked out about mailing bourbon that he drove down here and hand delivered the thing. You know what I'm saying? That's dedication love, right there. Absolutely, man. It ain't the prohibition era anymore, man. You're good. You can just uh, I appreciate Ollie. I appreciate all the listeners. Uh but uh the bet was settled. Um so I appreciate everybody that I was really sweating it, man. I ain't gonna lie, that game I was nervous, and it came down the wire, and I'm glad we won. But I just want to thank these guys for, uh, uh, you know, sticking to the word and uh, paying up their bet, man. Absolutely, Shane. We do appreciate all the fans. That's why we uh, need five-star rating and reviews. So if you haven't done that yet, if you wouldn't mind just going that extra step forward, Shane will read your review on the air. Those really do help the show grow. Uh, That's going to do it for this one, Shane. Thanks for joining me. As always, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Enjoy the early signing period, National Signing Day, and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Balls.